Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Tyler Crumrine. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat, an undead favorite. And this week we are talking about the Undead Parish and the Lower Burg. Yes. And uh, as you just heard, Tyler Crumrine is here to join us. Tyler, tell us a little, a little bit about yourself and what you do. Hey, you may remember me from such hit reality shows as Tied to a Bear and Surprise, you're getting thrown down the stairs. Um, <laughs> but actually, I'm the uh, host of... Tyler to a Bear. Yeah, Tyler to a Bear. Heyo. Uh, I am one of the uh, three hosts of Ninjas vs. Podcast, the uh, Triforce of Wisdom, as it were. And we are a podcast that argues would you rather in versus questions uh sometimes things as simple as dogs versus cats or things as strange as uh batman versus a horde of roughly 200 beyonce's which was <laughs> on our most recent episode and i've been a big fan of the uh duckfeed.tv shows and also have just interacted with cole and gary online for a while i guess hosted on an episode of the level and i have been playing dark souls uh, largely on their suggestion, as many other people who have uh, listened to their multitude of shows. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we, we, are, we are really happy to have you here. So I'm uh, happy to be here. I've been having a blast with the game. Like, <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. The, the, Dark Souls is like repeatedly hitting your head against a wall, but it's a really nice wall. Like just uh, exquisite. And it makes your head better. Yeah. <laughs> like you're building up an immunity to hitting it in the wall. Like you're building a, a big, beautiful callus, like a guitar player. Yeah, it build, builds character. And what ladies don't love a guy with a big, beautiful callus on the front of his face? <laughs> a big, beautiful character. A big, beautiful character callus, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like to evangelize, and we always like to hear when the, when the recommendation sticks. Uh, you know, we, we stand in our, pulp, in our pulpit here in, the, uh, in, our, in our parish, as it were. Um, segway, mm-hmm. segway, segway, segway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so previously, oh man, that was so natural. I know, right? <laughs> up until I said segway over and over again. <laughs> One of my least favorite parts about segways is how you never know when they're happening. Happening. <laughs> so if you can just announce it whenever we make one, that's going to keep me and the listeners up to speed. Yeah, no. You're talking about like the the mobility assisting segways. Like, you, you never know. <laughs> like, he saw one out of a window. It's <laughs> oh, like, so, coming at me. like a little kid. He's like, truck, truck. <laughs> like, just really sees a segue. Segway coming at me at, at roughly eight to nine miles per hour. <laughs> oh, God, it's Joe Bluth. Help. It's coming my way. Yeah, yeah. No, we like to call him out so nobody feels scared and confused. <laughs> yeah. But you know how else they might feel scared and confused? Segway, segue, segue, segue. Uh, <laughs> by uh, entering. Uh, the Undead Parish. Uh, so pr- previously we had talked about um, the Undead Bird and kind of left off, you know, we had we had trounced the Taurus Demon and uh, we barely escaped a fiery death at the hands of the Hellkite Drake, 
we talked about that boss fight a little bit, uh, but now we are going uh, kind of the traditional way to get into the parish, which is under that bridge. As Anthony Kiedis sung about, um, that is where we drew some... I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. So, <laughs> yes, we are proceeding. <laughs> segway, 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 segway. Oh, God. Now, I, I have <laughs> a question parachute. for you guys. Go. Um, how quickly did you find the uh, the ladder that goes down into <clears throat> the berg from that little bridge area? Because it took me a couple run-throughs to figure out that I could seriously cut off the time that I was uh, taking for those bridge runs. Yeah, I, I found it right away only because uh, when I looked out on the bridge, um, I was nervous about skirting around those pillars. Mm, yeah, I was just kind of like I wasn't. I was like, I probably can go this way, but my previous experience with that had been outside of Firelink. There's a ring under the aqueduct. Mm, yeah, that you, you can jump to. So I was like, I don't really want to do that. You know, what's in here? Just as a as a path of least resistance, and then it, it becomes pretty immediate just from the color scheme that you're you're going to a bonfire area as soon as you round that corner. Yeah, my, my, my heuristic as far as like which areas to explore before which other ones. Um, if I'm heading up, I want to stay on the same level or go down. Um, or if I'm going down, I want to stay on the same level or go up just to make sure that I'm not uh, uh, passing anything by. So in this case, since I was going you know, uh, up and across and it was going that way, I just stumbled upon that area because it was kind of the path of least resistance. There were very few enemies in that, in, in, in that regard. And uh, I found that, and it was a huge revelation to me. Like the, the, Any of those shortcuts that you find, that is like just a huge dopamine score. It's like, aha! You know, you, yeah, you, they're really satisfying moments. Yeah, you are surgically removing like parts of this game that you have to ever see again if you don't want to. Which you know we like seeing those things, but uh, if you're trying to get from place to place, you know, they yeah. seem pretty evenly spaced out too. Like usually, right around when I'm getting an area set on autopilot, mm-hmm. it, I'll find some kind of shortcut. They'll be like, "Oh, well." I no longer need to do that ever again if I so choose. It, they're in various ways. So some of them are, are kind of better placed than others, I think. This one is really well placed, um, even though the run that comes after it going up to the parish can be a little bit lengthy if you mm-hmm. don't find the one in the uh, the sunlight altar. And, like, nobody could be blamed for not finding the one in the, sol- in the sunlight altar. Like, I didn't find that until the very end of my first playthrough. Me neither, yeah. yeah. It was it was uh, way late where I even considered, like, fighting that dragon. And uh, getting past there, or considering that you don't actually have to fight him. Yeah. So so this uh, th- this bridge kind of begins one of the more like in my opinion arduous um, uh, um, journeys in the game. Um, I, I I'm not particularly fond of this area that leads up to the uh, the parish itself. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It it was pretty frustrating, especially those those damn rats. Yeah every time because i didn't have a shield that really had any fair amount of poison resistance at that point so there were so many times where i would get across the bridge get past that one spear guy who you would either have to take forever to lure out or just use a weapon that swept from left to right instead of right to left to um hmm. to kind of hit him while you're on that ledge because otherwise it would just hit the wall and bounce off yeah. and then I would finally get to the other end and I'm like oh well I have poison <laughs> and I can stand around and heal myself for a while or I can run back and try again it can die on that uh, infinitely long ladder <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> 
you you can draw those rats out. Like this was one of the. I mean, there are a lot of area early areas in the game that showed me this, but this was one of the big you know importance of a bow moments for me because you can see two of the three rats from the bridge. Yeah. And, and can do that. But it was really tedious because anytime you have to stop and shoot everything in your way, you know, that's, that's acceptable and fun the first couple times and then becomes really obnoxious. And that's really my only problem with the next area. Like, I actually kind of like the run up to the parish other than the fact that, you know, it has very little, like, once I've done it once, I get pretty annoyed. Yeah. The first yeah. time, like, I, I, I'm into what it's trying to lay down. The, 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 the rats unnerved me because it was really my first encounter with a status effect. Like, you yeah. know, when, when you're banging your head against the skeletons, if you don't know the right way to go, like, you, you, you get bleed. But, you know, if, if you're not that experienced with it, it just kind of looks like regular damage. And you won't live long enough for the bleed to really affect you. With the rats, you have a chance of actually, like, defeating them, but then having the poison kill you afterwards. Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. first rat you run into does cause poison. I think we had said that it didn't in the last episode, but um, I, I revisited him. But there's only one of them, and he's not aggressive, so you're very unlikely yeah, to get ne- poison there. Are there is there a reason why some rats will run away from you and some won't? Because I've encountered a handful of different ones that, like, every once in a while they'll just kind of hide in a corner, but every once in a while they'll also be super aggressive and jump out of boxes and things. Is that, like, a level thing, or is it just some are programmed to be aggravated with your presence and some aren't. I think some are flagged and some aren't because uh, I've noticed in my runs, in my runs through of the depths, um, I have uh, like, like the same ones run for me. Yeah. It's a classic nature versus nurture debate (laughs) about how some rat pups, you know, grow up to be, I don't know, uh, musicians and doctors. And some of them grow up to be knocking over drugstores and, judging you know stripping contests and stuff yeah some become so. foster parents for families of turtles and that's you know, that's fine. <laughs> and some become foster children in families of turtles and you know when you're picking up your kid from the scratch and dent like it's not you're not gonna have great great results sorry foster children out there yeah segue 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 segue, segue, um, segue. i yeah, also no. this was my first big wiki moment under the bridge with the uh with the drake sword yeah yeah because i I was having a bunch of trouble. I was getting to the parish. I kept dying over and over and over again. And when it was like, hey, you know, these, it gave me a couple different things. It was like, hey, do these at the start of the game. And one was go and pick up heal, which I Mm -hmm. did do right away as kind of like five more Estus flasks, essentially. And then Mm -hmm. the other one was like, hey, try shooting at this tail for a while and you'll get a a pretty BA sword. And it it worked. <laughs> who is the super genius who considered that in the first place? Like that that's a way of thinking I really respect. Like whoever first stumbled across that that you that you could do that trick because it's one of those things that a lot of people know, but I learned about it from from a wiki as well without, you know, specifically trying to find it. It just it's it's so ingrained in the the writing about the game online. Yes. Um, it, it's playground knowledge, right? It's the white blocks in Super Mario 3. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like in the, in, the, in this case, all that I can think of is somebody like got beyond that just by you know sheer skill or not you know not wanting to resort to that just whatever not knowing that it was there found out that like hey anything with, anything with a tail when I tend to hit it it drops a pretty cool weapon and so yeah, they right, went back right. and they saw like hey this thing is just kind of like dangling its tail there and thought like okay put two and two together so it's this real kind of stretch that somebody may have you know put out there I think it might be in the future press guide too. 
Uh, in fact, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure it is. And that was released day and date with consent from the developers, et cetera, et cetera. So like the, 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 that that could contribute to it as well. But uh, um, yeah, even, even then, you're you're not getting discouraged when your arrows are doing like one damage. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you, you're you're just kind of look and and still doing it. I mean, I think you're right though, because the, maybe the idealized kind of way of coming across that is is having the uh, cutting off a tail of one of the boss, you know, the bosses of this area. Because I did that on accident, you know, yeah. and I was I wasn't attempting to. So that there's a real high likelihood that you're going to accidentally cut off something's tail eventually. Yeah, and learn the value that like if there's a tail, cut it. Yep. Oh man, the wiki is super helpful though. I I try and do most of my stuff on my own, but it's nice you know, sans any kind of instruction booklet or anything to be able to go and look that stuff up. Like I've been, I've been checking out more lore stuff in it too, since, uh, since this show got started and I got more interested in that. If there isn't a patent gif of (laughs) George C. Scott saying dark souls, you magnificent bastard. I read your wiki. (laughs) There there needs to be one internet, please. That's all I want. The, the, um, those, those my, uh, so my strategy in relation to the wiki was always to go through an area and complete it and then look at the wiki for what I missed. Yeah. So I would, I would try my best to explore stuff, but I knew that there were some things that I was just not going to, to find. And, uh, and, and I, w- I just wanted everything about the game. Like I, I just wanted all of it in me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, as, as, you know, as much as possible. So I wasn't, it wasn't acceptable to me to have the idea of like missing things. So I, but I gave myself one honest run through of everything. Yeah. If I found myself hitting my, you know, hitting my head, my head against a wall, um, even if it did make me better, um, mm, 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 um, then then I would go uh, for, for for the wiki. But that was after like dying four or five times at something yeah. that was obviously uh, not meant to be a meat gate. You know. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice like choose your challenge type thing. Yeah, like you can set the. Dark Souls is always going to, you know, kind of throw the the hardest difficulty at you, but you can l- kick it down a couple notches, which I appreciate. That and the really active YouTube community is great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely look up help if you're at a point where you've done something enough times where you're like in danger of quitting the game. Like, don't yeah. deny yourself the rest of the game out of you know pure, you know, bullheaded stubbornness. Like. That was always is my perspective as well. For real, like if 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 I got to a point where I'd be like, okay, if I had a buddy who would say like, hey, you should do this, then the wiki would be that role for me. Yep. Uh, that and the something awful thread, which has been a uh, just a persistently good resource uh, in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, after something you... awful is okay, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's all right. <laughs> you know, no big deal. Yeah. Um, after you uh, so after you, you fight these rats and you climb this ladder, and if you're poisoned climbing the ladder, then you go down <laughs> to the bottom and, and start over. But the uh, you get up to the top of this, and you're at the, the parish gate, which is it's kind of an interesting spot. So you get to see the, the access to the sunlight altar, so you know that there's something you missed there. Um, I didn't know how to get it, but I, I saw the gate. And then uh, you can continue up to fight your second Black Knight, which for some reason, and it, or not for some reason, it's because of the geography, mm-hmm. is uh, considerably harder than the first one. Oh, yeah. Have, have, did you beat that guy, Tyler? I, I did not. I later on, I came back and had a very satisfying. I'm much stronger than you moment, <laughs> but that was kind of that almost discouraged me from from Cole's uh, method of exploring. So I was like, <laughs> oh, there are going to be things that are easily accessible in this game that I probably am not ready for and shouldn't be ready for at this point 
So I'm not going to explore every nook and cranny in fear of, (laughs) you know, never being able to get to this point again. So it was one of those things where, like, I ran into it once, got completely decimated, thrown back down the hole to be feasted upon by rats. (laughs) And then after I kind of had the area under my belt, knew of another safe bonfire, came back and hit him a couple times. Yeah, it's the the freedom of having nothing to lose. Yeah, is the thing. Like go go when you're you know you're not going to have to make a huge trek and you're not going to not risking very much. Like the big difference with this guy is that he can he has an overhead strike that you can't shield. Right. Yeah. So so the the first night you know you can block everything even though your stamina might not be quite up to snuff. But this guy can definitely do attacks that you have to dodge. And as far as from a gameplay perspective, I think that's probably the the point of that progression for this guy. Yeah. It's a weird order of operations thing, too, like because, you know, the the best way to handle him is to go up, grab him and then draw him out into a wide area where you can circle strafe, just like with any big enemy where you have to take your time with them. Right. Mm. You, you don't want to do anything on a spiral staircase. Move a couch, um, <laughs> you know, fall down one uh, or fight a black knight. Um, and in this case, you know, if you're if, you, if you're just going for the nearest thing and you and you awaken him you have no way to run except to go back down the, the, the ladder or run into an area with a gigantic armored boar. Right. Yes. Right. So you can do that stuff first, Yeah, you know, or you, I mean, I've fought him up on top of the tower and won, but it's really difficult. So, <laughs> how, so. how many angels can dance on a, uh, on the head of a pin? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, that boar. So that this first area, when you're facing the gate, um, I feel like this is one of the stronger tutorial moments as far as drawing things out, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. if if you have a bow and arrow, again, just like the rats, like, this becomes manageable because you can pull in all of the individual, you know, soldiers. Um, you don't want to pull in the boar, but the boar has a fairly shallow aggro radius. Right. Like, he's not going to come after you as easily as the, the actual, the hollows will. Mm-hmm. Yeah this is such a tough area. Like I, I, I never like, I, I wasn't canny enough to like grasp that, uh, you know, ahead of time. My, my, my first character was a, was a sorcerer. So when I saw that, when I saw that walkway above him, my, my, my initial inclination is just always to get up there and, you know, hit him when he can't hit me back. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, just there are so there are so many enemies, and and they're, and they're provisioned in such a way that it is just just a, a bear to even you know handle them. Yes, it's a boar. It's a boar <laughs> to handle them, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, but the the, the, the spear ones, the, 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 the spear the spear undead uh, warriors are always uh, are, are always real, really tough. Then you have the crossbow ones, kind of making your life hell. This is uh, this is one of those areas where it's kind of like oh, they deliberately did this to mess with us. Yeah. Right, when you, when you get was, to the top of the stairs. Yeah. yeah. I was really happy listening to the, uh, the appendix that Zach also thought that you had to lure the boar into crashing do- through some kind of door for you. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I would lure out all the enemies, and I would go ahead and take down the hollow, and they'll be like, all right, now I'm going to try and take this boar thing down. And I thought that I needed to get into a position where I would do a, a jump attack on it, like the mm-hmm. um like that first demon but I wasn't getting any good angles there I was just hurting myself because I started out as a knight so I had pretty heavy armor mm-hmm. for the first bit of the game and then there was one time where he ran me down but I was standing by some boxes 
and I think a wheelbarrow or something, yeah. but he crashed through those. And the way my camera angle was, I thought he had broken through the door behind me. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And that it had just like being Dark Souls and being difficult had respawned when I came back to the area later and there was still a very solid door there. <laughs> so I kept trying to position his charges into that door for uh, probably a solid hour thinking that was the right way to go until finally I managed to using those fires that are around the area and also just running to the right and getting behind pillars and things when he tried to charge took him down normal. The, I didn't get any are... kind of I've seen people with this crazy helmet though from it. Yeah. I got yeah. I got no helmet. I got that the it, first time I beat him. It's a cool drop. It, it doesn't. You don't always get it, but it looks real badass. Like yeah. if I'm playing a, a low, and it has tons of of armor value, like the equivalent of a light armor set. Mm-hmm. So you can either be you can wear a, a set of like dinky robes, or you can just wear a helmet that's a mechanical boar's head <laughs> and be naked from the the neck down, and you look rad as shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that that fire I talked about in the the appendix episode, but that that fire method I think is you know I, that was a great Dark Souls moment for me figuring that out. Um, that you can lure him into those fires. Yeah. Um, because if you try to fight him with, with weapons, you're that's a, a fool's errand. Like, he has ridiculous physical resistance. Like, Even the later ones are hard that you run into because you're, you're way more powerful, but they they just shrug off swords. From all angles. Like, just even visually, it looks like a fucking tank. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, who armored this boar? Who gave him this armor? Like, so, 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 so much of this lore stuff comes down to a question of, like, ontology. You know, just like the, just like, like what made this be here? I right. just, like, I, it's, it's super goofy. I know it's, you know, Dark Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls, video game logic or whatever. But like, it's, it's one of those weird in- incongruities that I can't just, I can't just accept. For some reason, I always thought it was a mechanical bore, like a clockwork bore. I don't know if that's actually the case, but could, that could, was always my thought. Be. It could be. Yeah. Not um, that that makes any more sense. Like, <laughs> like armoring a bore slash building a clockwork bore are, you know, just the you know as equally inscrutable. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure. a guardian. Like yeah. But I am really looking forward to um Armored Pumbaa when they finally uh, release <laughs> Lord Renhart's Soul Drop Distance. That's that's, <laughs> that's gonna scratch so many itches. <laughs> oh, get on it, fanfic writers. Get on it, Disney Corporation. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. It's not like you're doing anything else. What properties does Disney even own these days? Ah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the, one of the one of the neat things I, I didn't discover until watching a YouTube of it later was the fact that you can actually outrun the guy that runs to go close the gate. So if you if you ignore everything, run up the stairs, run past the hollows up there, and then dive off the bridge, you can get under the gate before it shuts wow. and Ooh. skip a huge section of the parish. Yeah, and probably the most tedious part of it. With all the, with all the ladders and such, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh man, and y- you know the the the, the boar is kind of like, kind of like the black knights, you know, a and that it's a mini boss and it doesn't respawn after you kill it, but you also don't have to do anything about it, like yeah, just just yep, yep. Be- just before we, we we recorded, I'm um I'm rolling a uh, a dex faith build that is uh, named Churchill, so if you find him online, huh. that's me. Um, it, it's actually going to come up as your uh, your Xbox Live or GFW name, I know, but regardless I of what you name your character, which sucks because <laughs> I've, I'm, I've made a lot of like theme characters just for summons, and 
people can see my names. Like, who's not going to summon, you know, unemployed Solaire? Like, <laughs> uh, my my name on PSN is P hyphen Dunkadelic because <laughs> uh, Parliament Dunkadelic would not fit in uh, for the uh, the name area when i got my system it's still it's it still fits the uh the the theme though right yeah p-funk right yeah, yeah. <laughs> p-dunk yeah so 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 in so, this guy like you know just I, I had i had really no hope of ever of ever beating this boar uh without resorting to trickery that i didn't really have time for because i was trying to see as much of the parish as possible so i just ran up to the top and then jumped off of the the, the bridge and then you know went down the stairs it was like later mm-hmm. bye yep yeah. The one little bit I like about that the church basement area is I like the hollow that kind of tempts you and then runs back to the ambush. Mm-hmm. Um, this I think I feel like that uh, mechanic is kind of like a principal mechanic of a later area, so I don't want to quite go into it yet. But I love it any time that you're being tricked or tempted or trapped in this game that you know the enemies are setting these things up for you. Um, that's really the only thing to recommend it. Like the actual ladder area is fairly tedious. Yeah. Although I did realize when I was going back through that area some in prep for this that there is a um a soul of a brave knight soul of a large soul of a something I don't know so many different kinds of souls there's one up in the rafters yep that mm-hmm. I didn't notice until I was going backwards through and also had some experience with like oh I can walk on top of really really thin things and get to items yeah, mm-hmm. this is something that I have to do later. You also get a real important key down there too, so it's like mechanically not that strong, but there is you know there's reasons to be there even if you skip it. You yeah. should still go down there and get that key. You get the mystery key at that point. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, key to unlock low track. Low track. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, after you kind of go through this basement area, you end up in these kind of uh, like various kind of confusing towers and hallways and such. That just kind of go on the outside of, of the parish. Yeah, they're like ramparts almost, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And you run into your first Balder Knight. Yeah. I, I want to spend some time on these guys because this was like my first um, real big oh shit moment in the game. You know, there, there, there were a couple that were kind of like, oh, wow, yeah, this is a thing. But uh, the, these Balder Knights are, are a learning experience if there ever was one. It's, it's probably the toughest regular. I mean, well, not probably. It's definitely the toughest regular area enemy you've fought so far. Yeah. So non mini boss, yeah. non boss enemy. I kind of, I kind of appreciated that. It was a bit of a, a Goldilocks moment for me, where the challenge wasn't impossible, but it was far from easy. But it still seemed like something like, okay, this is something that I should be able to deal with. This isn't, this isn't a Black Knight, <laughs> but this is something that has a different move set and is harder, and that. I should be able to handle if I've got these mechanics down well enough. Yeah. It was my first encounter with anything uh, parrying or reposting me. Um, yeah, I was just about to bring that yeah. up. Yeah. Like, it's real important that they can they have your moveset. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and it's further evidence that this game does follow its own rules. They can't do anything, really, that you can't do, aside from the stances they take. Right. But you have your advantage at that point. They can only parry you if they are in that weird, o- overhanded uh, stance. Right. Right. This is where I learned that uh, people cannot parry jumping attacks. Right. <laughs> so once once they go into that, and you do a tap uh, tap R two mm-hmm. um, attack, and, you, and you'll you'll break their their guard real easily. But the uh, yeah, I, I did have a, a hard time with these guys. Um, 
not, I mean, they weren't super difficult. I think it's probably a little closer to Tyler for me, like where they were a real nice kind of sweet spot Yeah, for me. Um, and I like the way they look a lot. Oh, like gotcha. just in, a, in a, like a trapper keeper cover, like <laughs> drawing them in high school on my notes yeah. kind of way. Like it's a I would love a art. trapper keeper with just one of those, you know, just out in space surrounded <laughs> by um, dolphins and lens flares. Oh, <laughs> that would be wonderful. Yeah. Lisa Frank. Oh, it would be uh, glorious. Dark Souls by Lisa, by via Lisa Frank. <laughs> Riding a kitten. Ah, <laughs> be still my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. The, the, those those ragged cloaks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like cloaks. Yeah. Do, do, do without what you will. No, but... Um, no, that's it's, great. Oh, I'm learning so much about you, Cole. I know, right? Oh, put that on my <laughs> trading card. Write no. that down on the gift list for next yeah, Christmas. Somebody's got a birthday cloaks. coming up. <laughs> no, but uh, they're definitely one of the first enemies that you really have to uh, um, spend a lot of time with. Any of those previous, you know, either the Hollows or the Undead Warriors, they, they they pose a really big threat if they're in groups, but if they're in a, you know, if they're single file, you can you you, you can manage. Whereas one of these, for for, for me anyway, um, you had to uh, dedicate a lot of time and attention to taking them down. It's a duel. It is. Like it's, 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 yeah, yeah, they duel you. Yeah, I found myself prioritizing enemies too with these. Like if there was an area where there was a Hollow. And then a Balder Knight further on down the line, I would make sure like, okay, I'm going to do as quick a takeout for this enemy so that I can actually devote thought and energy to him when he eventually gets to me from the other end of this hallway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know. There, there, there's a theme in this game of like the first time you see a really badass enemy, they are uh, standing with their back to you. Yeah. Because like when you go down that one long hallway, just kind of like, oh, that's weird. Is that a is that an NPC? Uh, uh, he's dressed differently. Usually the NPCs have a unique. Uh, oh God, I'm dead. <laughs> you hear the like, ow. Oh. Yep. Okay. Done. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like the Black Knights, you know. Yep. 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 Um, going through this area and kind of crossing that rickety bridge, um, <laughs> and you you get to the end and you have the church to your left and then that hallway to your Real right, which. Thing. Before we go past this bridge, I have a question. Okay. Does that What's bridge, a bridge? Does that bridge <laughs> ever break on you? No. No. Because when I my first time I approached it, there was a message written on part of the bridge that said try jumping. And I right away assume like oh, if I walk into this middle of the bridge, it's going to fall apart and I'm going to die and I'm going to lose all these souls. So I got really worked up and nervous and ran and jumped over the, just the little middle part of the bridge and got on the other side. And there was another message written that said, I made it. So I assumed <laughs> that this bridge actually broke and that, you know, there were people who had been frustrated by this jump before and were, you know, so glad that they finally made it to the other side. So Every single time I have ran over that bridge, I have always jumped over the middle of it just because I assumed it would break on me. And I guess that was all for naught. Do you guys remember the door on the second floor of the mansion in Resident Evil where you could only go through it a certain number of times before it broke? Uh, vaguely, yes. Yes, that is a thing. 
Tyler, you have like stumbled across like something that I think would make this game <laughs> even more Dark Soulsy. You can only cross this bridge like three or four times before it just falls out, and then you, you need to find the other way around it. Right. That would be excruciating. I know. <laughs> Don't listen to um, developers of Dark Souls too. Yeah. Uh, I I'm always paranoid of those messages, though. That yeah. I don't know if they're actually giving me constructive feedback or if it's somebody just effing with me. Try because jumping is almost always somebody trying to kill you. Yeah. 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 yeah this is a definitely a digression, but um, one of the in I, I'm playing through Demon Souls. And a lot of the message structure and stuff kind of got it start there. And uh, there's actually a message macro for beware of false messages. <laughs> so if you see a message that is trying to fool people, you can and you can kind of reverse troll it too. So you can you can you know downgrade or kind of warn of messages that are traps, or you can warn of messages that actually lead of treasure to treasure and stuff. So you can't really trust anybody in in these games. I have but, seen one that was tried jumping. And shortly before it, there was another message that said, beware of liar. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that, that can happen. And some of the try jumpings actually work. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's, it's pretty rare. And they give you an item to, to ameliorate that. Eventually yeah. you can buy those uh, prism stones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that, that bridge doesn't fall down. But um, if you proceed beyond it, um, you uh, have, have kind of two ways to go, right? To your left, you have the parish. To your right, you have this, uh, the, 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 this tower. I remember my, my, my first venture through this, I was so discouraged by the Balder Knights that uh, I decided to just make a break for it and think that, hey, maybe eventually I'll find a, a bonfire if I just keep running. You know, no, sil- no souls, nothing to lose. Um, just keep going and, and find something. And I eventually made my way to the uh, to, to the bonfire that's in the that's in the tower next to uh, the blacksmith. So that ended up working out in a way that later attempts at that wouldn't. The the problem, or not the problem, I guess, but the way that's laid out. So I didn't want to go to the right because it's a big, imposing-looking tower, mm-hmm. and I yeah. thought it was a new area. And I'm you know retentive enough to where I want to explore one area at a time. The only thing that made that work for me were the fact that there were tons of orange messages that said try right and you know blacksmith ahead and bonfire ahead yeah. um, were the only things that helped me if you're playing this offline i imagine you might go into the church and if you don't unlock that shortcut you know god help you when you die on the gargoyles and you have to run back from the bridge yeah yeah Ooh. wow Ooh. oh man yikes i am taking my collar and i am i'm pulling it so i can let out some imaginary heat at that. This is oh, this is wow. one of the most useful uh, bonfires in the game since it serves as a hub for three areas. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's I don't think there's another bonfire that is quite this utilitarian except other other than Firelink. Yeah. Um, when you guys were playing through for your first time, when did you take on the prowling demon downstairs? Was that something that you were like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this, or are you like, oh, well, wrong way? I did it right away, and I succeeded within within one or two one or two tries because I was a sorcerer, and range combat really really works well against those. Yeah, I I did the same thing. I didn't realize I could run past him, um, except I was I was a pyromancer, and that's a little too close for comfort. So I used arrows, and you know, tons of my time I'll never get back. <laughs> so I, I plinked at him with arrows, and probably sank the you know, the entire amount of of souls that I got from him into arrows to get past him. But yeah, range combat. I mean, sorcery for this, like for the playthrough I'm doing for for the show, I'm I'm using sorcery, and in a lot of situations, sorcery is kind of the easy button on a lot of these things. Yeah. 
not all of them, but like a lot of these encounters and bosses are, are made a lot easier with sorcery. Yeah, as my knight, that it was something that was like, all right, this is pretty hard. I don't know if I should be doing it, but because it's so close to a bonfire, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a shot. So that was where I really learned the value of blind spots and also just figuring out move sets, putting obstacles between ranged attacks, things like that. Like it took me a good while, but it was a nice payoff when I finally, you know, figured the enemy out enough that I was able to do it. Are, are you fat rolling, Tyler? Are you have you upgraded to medium roll? Like when you do a roll? Um, I started out with fat rolling, um, so wasn't doing a ton of it, but it was it was after this, it was in the depths when I stopped kind of upgrading my given armor and really invested in some new stuff that was a lot lighter. And it was like training with weights on and then having them removed. I felt so mobile that yeah. I was, you know, circling behind everything and diving out of the way. And since then, I've had some similar moments where I've switched to heavier armor and been really pleased with how much less damage I've taken. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't get into rolling until a little bit later. Yeah, fat roll is excruciating. Yeah. And like meleeing the, the the this demon would be I could see that being really, really tough. Yeah. Without good mobility. You're advantaged by having learned to do both, honestly. Um Yeah. Just, just, just because there, there, there are some enemies where roll like it does well, but it doesn't do as well as just like you know armoring up and getting enough stability to, you know, uh, be able to poise your way through any of their attacks and just kind of grinning, you know, grinning and burying it. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. knowing, knowing, knowing when to accept that you just have to put on Havel's set and go for it is uh, is a nice thing sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, so you you meet two or you can meet two NPCs here. You definitely meet Andre of Astora, who you know eminent saint, like one of the, the you know the most useful NPCs in the game. Um, and then you can also uh, this is a good time if you want to start his quest line to head over to Sen's Fortress and meet uh, Sigmire. Yeah, I missed him. I I had no idea who he was until I saw the name in the show notes and looked it up. Mm. Also related to the show notes. Um, uh, at the Balder Knights, you said they are the hunters of this game. Definitely read that as haunters, and uh, <laughs> saw the the Pokemon wearing mail for a while, uh, which also would have been a very satisfying trapper keeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Pokemon and trapper keepers, dude. They're kind uh, of the sizors of this game. Yes, a, 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 a little bit. When I when I said when I said hunter, I'm, I'm talking in the Resident Evil sense because one oh, of yeah. our one of our responses is uh, it, it evoked that in me. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to the appendix. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, uh, S- S- Sigmire, Chop Chop Master Onion. You know, you don't know that that's Sen's fortress. You just know that it is a huge gate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it just screams, "Come back later!" Right? Yeah. 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 I, I love uh, Sigma. So Sigmire is a great NPC, and I love his non-threatening body posture. <laughs> like you know, almost you know, when you're not supposed to attack people, with one exception, they have you know a body posture that communicates that. And Sigmire is just real charming. I love his voice work. I love the effect on his helmet when he when he's speaking, yeah. and it sounds all uh, muffled and far away. Yeah, big yeah. fan of Sigmire. You don't learn very much about him other than he wants to get into this gate yes. at this point, though. 
that the, the, that and he has a he has a tendency to drift off into reverie. You know, mm-hmm. this, mm, mm. Mm. Yep. Mm. yes. Oh, forgive me. I was absorbed in thought. I've waited. Oh, Hello. yes, I've waited. Have I waited? Um, the, the, there's a wonderful YouTube video that uh, shows the faces of these characters, um, mm-hmm. either unmasked or just kind of somebody walking up with uh, with, with with the uh, binoculars and just kind of like saying, like, hey, here's this dude. And uh, he has a, a kick and mustache. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched yeah. that video, and it is equal parts really interesting and completely terrifying. <laughs> 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 the the interesting the interesting stuff about Sigmeyer comes a lot later, but right now mm-hmm. he's just kind of this nice uh, this nice little oddity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oddity. Andre is going to be. I mean, he so he doesn't have as much uh, lore significance as he he was supposed to in the art book. They show there's like scenes of him opening a door for you um, and kind of unlocking things, and a lot of fans have speculated that door like he was ultimately going to be the one that gave you access to the end boss. Yep. of the game. Um, they, you know, that it wasn't in the game, so it doesn't really matter as now though, he's just, you know, the nicest guy in the world and crazy, crazy, crazy useful. Like you were going to use this guy. He's the most, you know, probably the most useful blacksmith even. And you run into him first. Like the giant he's a nice blacksmith Santa Claus is great. figure. <laughs> totally, totally. And, and I, I get stuck in my head, like this phrasing, like when you, when you get done talking to him, talking to him where he's like. Neither of us want to be neither seen to go hollow. Want to see you go hollow. Like that, like, neither. neither. Like, I get that neither stuck in my head <laughs> with some frequency. It's kind of like a sling blade by way of, like, a pirate sling blade. Um, pirate sling blade blacksmith. And, part, of, uh, part of his lilt uh, evokes the Resident Evil 4, um, what are you buying? What are you selling? <laughs> in me, <laughs> only just, like, a lot more friendly grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> it's him because you see him so often that he starts to you know develop these patterns that you hear over and over again oh yeah, yeah. i need to get uh andre's children to adopt me <laughs> so, 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 so that he can be your granddad yep <laughs> <laughs> this is my adopted grandson gary <laughs> yeah. this is gary um uh, that's a mighty fine ember you got there yeah. The, uh, do we know lore-wise? I mean, it kind of ties into that a little bit, but why he is selling the crest of Artorias? Um, no, I think it's just proximity. Okay. The, the, like, 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 really, you know, it, it's just he's the most convenient person to buy that from, right? Gameplay-wise, for sure, but lore-wise, like, I'm not. I think like that's an unclosed loop. Yeah. Why he might have that? I I, I have no I, I, like you know the, the the only way that I would say that that would make sense would be Artori uh, not not Arturius God um, Astora is you know really heavily associated with uh, um, with with the way of white mm-hmm. um, and since Artorius was one of Gwyn's you know uh, most trusted confidants it would make sense that somebody from uh, from Astora would seek out that relic mm-hmm. you know and be really interested in kind of the fate of this uh, this knight that kind of went missing and uh, kind of fell from grace right yep that's definitely definitely as good a, an idea as any yeah one of the things that his having that for sale did to me though was after I beat the uh, the parish boss and I got all the souls from that I held on to him it was like, oh, he has this really expensive item. I bet I need it. So I went and I spent a good chunk of my souls on that. And it was like, well, it says that it opens a thing in a place. And went there and was not at all ready. I was like, Dark Souls. 
<laughs> yeah. What are you doing to me? Why did this guy have this thing? At that point, that's like that's like six or seven level ups. You know? Yeah. 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 He's 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 far away. Or the yeah the soul cost. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and it's yeah, about yeah. six or seven levels down the road when he should be even considering. Yeah. Going there. Um, yeah, that is a, that's a tough tough area that unlocks. Yeah. But yeah. instead, let's perchance say you went left. <laughs> and <laughs> perchance. Perchance segway, segway. to dream. Yes. So <laughs> I like how that's our new meme. <laughs> Just with the one episode we've done it like five times. Yeah, so, so, you, so you go into the parish. Um, God help you if you're human um, at this point. We're going to assume that you're not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. The parish is a, re- is a real hot spot for uh, for, for PvP stuff, um, and it's it was also kind of my first experience with that. But uh, this might not be the time or the place. Uh, we'll we'll focus on the sting- the single player stuff right now, unless I'm vetoed. But yeah, you. you, you yeah, I think that like once we kind of get through this part, like yeah. we can we can tell uh, you know invade like we're doing we're doing a location based structure, so we can talk about cool. PvP and invasion stuff as it comes along. Yeah. So, so, so you walk into this parish, into this, uh, into this cathedral, really, and uh, to your right you have this gigantic iron knight that is guarding a big shiny uh, item in the apse of this uh, cathedral, and then to mm-hmm. the left you have some uh, some pews, and you've got uh, more uh, balder knights. Mm-hmm. But if you're yeah. smart, you run straight and you unlock one of the more useful uh, shortcuts in the game. And and one of the that shortcut unlocks one of the weirder and more obscure obtuse. You know, location bits of the game, yeah. um, but really, link you know goes back to to Firelink. Yeah. So, which is is going to be you know that's a great you know really good bonfire because it's pre kindled. You get you get ten from there, and that's a good bonfire to use for your excursions into the parish. Yeah, and if if we didn't mention it before, any NPCs that you find, um, excepting Andre and a couple of other, basically any of the blacksmiths, they will eventually go back to Firelink. So, uh, anything that gets you there quicker is a good thing. Hmm. It's it's cool and kind of weird how small this world is, despite it being huge. Like that, these shortcuts really do kind of show you how interconnected everything is. There's a wonderful YouTube video that uh, was put up on the Facebook group, I believe, by Will Owens, but I forget. Uh, it was it, Will. It, it, it was Will. Yep. Um, of somebody who Where made there's a, Will, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, uh, uh, of somebody who used a tool to like, like view the collision data from the game, to uh, specifically the PC version, to see how everything was interconnected. And just kind of like flying around and like looking and saying like, yes, this is this really co- this really cohesive, like intertwined, entangled world that doubles back on itself a lot of times. And it's basically a big column, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be in the show yeah. notes. The other thing that contributes to it is, is, you know, how small it feels. And we, we've talked this. We won't harp this up every episode, but on later playthroughs. So like if you play this again, Tyler, you will be amazed at how small these areas feel when you're not yeah. creeping forward with your shield up. Yeah. Definitely getting that even just running back through these areas now that I know them like the back of my hand. Just realizing mm-hmm. like I can't believe I I almost quit on this area. It's <laughs> it it takes like two minutes. Knowledge is a shrink ray. Yeah, I I can get to the gargoyles and like at this point, you know, twenty minutes or so. Yeah. And and my play clock at that point was probably like seven or eight hours. Oh yeah. So I, I don't like I, I camped out in the berg for probably 10, 12 hours, something like that mm. until until I got there. Yeah. So the, 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 that is a common experience. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The uh, this tower knight, there's not too much to this guy. 
as far as uh, either lore or uh, you know, kind of mechanically. Like he's a tough boss. He's a big heavy. There's a weird mechanical oddity where you can. He's the only enemy in the game that you can parry, but not. I, so somebody might correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's the only enemy in the game you can parry, but not repost or backstab. Right. Which usually those things, all three of those things, go hand in hand. Yeah. Based on his size, he's like at this weird gray area because usually the Black Knights are the biggest enemies that you can parry. Right, right. Yeah. Like Havel and up. Yep. Or Havel and, and down. Mm-hmm. But. I'm I'm trying to to situate the order I took these these guys out in because there are two enemies in this little immediate area that don't respawn. But can right. the um can that sorcerer upstairs hit you while you're fighting him, or is yep. that out of their range? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Like if you if you go in here and go a little bit to the left, you're going to start having magic missiles thrown at you. So you definitely want to draw the uh, the knight out into right. the the courtyard area outside. That, that 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 is the best way to do it. Not only because of that sorcerer, but you don't want to get any kind of uh, Balder knight attention on you because yeah. uh, if you're focusing on this tower knight, they will most assuredly backstab you. Right. Yeah. Don't don't fight anything more than one at a time. I guess yeah. might be you know we didn't come up with our thesis for this area, but that might be. You know, as good a thing as any with this situation and with the boss. You know, if you're like, try to avoid fighting two things at once, and if you do need to fight two things at once, get get help. Another thing that I learned out in front of the parish, um, like down towards the gate, there's an item off to the right where if you run up, like if you run up and pick up the item. Uh, one of the Balder Knights will come running out of the church mm-hmm. and attack you from behind. And that's mm-hmm. when I first started being very wary of like checking all of my corners and like picking up items quickly and then turning around because mm-hmm. there may be people with an eye on them or guarding them. Yeah. You have a halberd there, I think. Or it's yeah. like a pole axe or something. Yeah, it's 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 the halberd. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the fact that the the tower knight is is guarding a firekeeper soul is pretty neat from a lore perspective, mm-hmm. um, you know. Because at this point, like I love it where you find uh, evidence of of dead firekeepers. So I always just kind of imagine like this would have been an area of similar importance to like Firelink or the uh, the daughter of chaos or something like that. Like there was formerly somebody, and I think I mentioned this in the first episode, but if I didn't, uh, it's one of the neat kind of signs of progression in the world yeah. like the world is static when you're in it but you're kind of coming into a, like a, a macro time of change where the uh you know i i feel like maybe all of the firekeeper and I, I don't feel like it like all of the firekeepers are probably on their way towards dying mm-hmm. and uh you're coming in where half of them are alive and half of them are dead right. more or less yeah and this parish is kind of like a nice piece of, evid- of evidence that like Gwyn's uh um you know dominion is diminishing Right, mm-hmm. like because the, the, the that that's all that this area could be, uh, uh, you know, like built in worship to, right? Gwen, right. You know, you, you find Petrus outside, you know, but you know, F- Firelink is essentially an extension of, uh, uh, you know, uh, of the undead parish, right? Um, you find the you know the, the the shrine to the firstborn right outside of this, with the only remaining undestroyed statue of, uh, mm-hmm. y- you know, of of ostensibly uh well that's probably spoilers but continuing <laughs> right right, right. Um, a yeah. statue to ostensibly <laughs> yes, yes ostentious yeah um <laughs> <laughs> yes um but um but but but, but yeah just just kind of like the, the really really the only place in this game that is in you know any kind of repair is in orlando 
right? And everything right. else, as, as you extend further and further away from that, just things are just, you know, blasted and ruined. And this yeah, is and, kind of like at a midway point. We'll talk about that in the Anne Orlando episode, but I love the kind of twist on that. Yeah. You know, oh. that, that comes up. Um, so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. I, I can't wait until we're off mic so I can ask if Tyler did it. Um, <laughs> I don't think I have yet. I'll keep out for uh, keep an eye out for some M Night Shyamalan business though. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't uh, a good advice for this game is like once you beat it, you're immediately kicked into New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. Like, don't beat the game without asking one of your friends if there's anything cool you should do. Right. Okay. Like, you can do it all right at the end, but definitely ask one of us and be like, "Hey, I'm just about to beat it," and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll tell you. No, 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 no. I've definitely found some extracurricular things already that have been very cool, but in the yeah. interest of time and spoilers, I won't. <laughs> I won't go into them here. I mean, yeah. you just have played so much of the game. I <laughs> talk about all. Yeah, yes. Uh, such a big oh. game, really. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But the, uh, the channeler, though. Yeah. He's a guy. Man, so like this, the, I, I forgot how lore dense this area was because those channelers have really, really big significance too, mm-hmm. which doesn't become apparent until a lot later in the game. Yeah, one of the weird things this game does is like when you you sometimes see something out of their element, and then you have to connect the dots backwards when you find out where those things come from. Yeah, uh, mostly just in relation to to Seath. Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't know if that's a spoiler or anything. We haven't talked about Seath very much li- lately, but you learn that these channelers are kind of agents of Seath. Yeah. And there are some other kind of watch signs for Seath. And uh, the areas where you find those are really interesting from a lore perspective. Yeah. Seath um, is the big nude dragon, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mentioned the in the intro. Yeah. 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 His, his existence isn't a spoiler. His function in the plot kind of is. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because right. I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. No. The, uh, the, the mini boss fight with him I really like, though, because... At that point, this is definitely the so he the Chandlers have this amazing dance they do that <laughs> that buffs uh, their allies, and uh, you've never fought this many enemies at once. Like when you round that corner and the sea of hollows come out glowing at you, mm-hmm. like that's a I, I really like that part. Like that's really difficult oh, yeah. like managing your block time, um, you know, losing ground, like making kind of tactical retreats and baiting one to follow you while the other one attacks, so you can kind of isolate them. Um, that's real cool. Yeah. This area was where I really learned the value of a move set on a weapon because mm-hmm. I was rolling with the Drake sword at this point, and uh, that has no attacks which do like a thrust. It's all really wide kind of things. Um, so when you're in this narrow corridor, that really kind of can bone you because you're going to be scraping up against them walls. Yeah. Uh, whereas I learned that you can switch to basically any other sword that has a thrust attack, and you can hit five, six of them at once. Right, yeah. right. And that's Even- where I learned how satisfying it is to collect souls from a large group of enemies all dying at the same time. <laughs> that because sounds it gets, great. It gets exponentially louder. Oh, it's so it's so good. Mm-hmm. good. Yeah. The channeler here is weaker than than later ones. Like he's yeah. not too bad on his own if you can get him to engage in melee right. with you. I'm pretty sure he can one shot you, but you can block his stuff. Just tonight, I had a really fun experience with him. I was I was fighting him, and I wasn't able to lure him away from the ledge. Um, I since I was rolling that Dex character, and I'm not really used to fighting with low powered weapons. I was kind of taking more knocks than I would be used to, um, and I accidentally kicked him off of the ledge um, hmm. when I was really low on health. So I was kind of like, okay, I'll I'll go and you know find him. But then he magic missile me from the floor. So like uh. if, I, if I would have been able to get like one or two hits on him at that you know at that short distance, he wouldn't have switched to uh, to, to range. But because I kicked him off, he was able to get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucker. Yeah, I speak. I have a weird relationship with kicking enemies off of things. It's 
I I've tried it a couple times, but I can never do it quite well enough for it to be reliable. Mm-hmm. I did somehow. I have I don't know if it was actually my kick that did it or a glitch or just angles in the AI, but I beat the Taurus demon by kicking him off the bridge. What? I have no idea how it happened because I I didn't even know that there was that ladder that you could get up to the archers and then, you know, jump down at him and get out of his way. So I had just been bull rushing him over and over and over. And there was one one run where I was just trying a bunch of different moves and circling around him and he he fell off the bridge. And he must, I have, he must have backed off, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know what it was, but it I just there was a splash and then I got <laughs> a whole bunch of souls. And it's it was really cool, but also did a horrible job of setting me up for anything else in the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just I just tried to, you know, run and be like, oh, there's gotta be some kind of like instant win for all of these bosses. Right. And it never really happened again. That's not true. Like, yeah, yeah, there are there are some instant wins, and they're real cool. The the the, the kicking is definitely uh, is, it's de- it's definitely something you rely on a lot uh, a lot early in the game. Um, at least mm-hmm. I, at least I find that it's it's weird because it puts you in a lot of situations where that is a really viable strategy. Whereas like later on, when you begin fighting enemies that are you know either resistant to it because of their size and their move set, or just inexplicably that the kick doesn't work on them um it, it, it kind of falls off so it's weird that it trains you to do something that is you know is, isn't valuable beyond the first third of the game yeah that, that's true and it's never shows up in a boss fight or a way to you know i mean there are a couple very small select areas like on the the near the painted world like the painted guardians yeah you know i yeah. kick those guys off every once in a while um, but yeah, you're right. Like it is kind of weird that they don't use that very often. It's useful in PvP to a certain extent, and in, in, insofar as anything you do uh, can be useful when it breaks your uh, when it breaks your guard and puts you open. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there have been times where it's been invaluable, and there have been other times where I am just immediately uh, taken down by somebody uh, by mm-hmm. by even uh, attempting to waste frames by doing it. So right, 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 right. You know. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to do you want to segue us back in through via via lore track? Give us an edible, yes. edible segue. It's 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 funny since we're talking about people that you can kick. That's later though. We don't yeah, want to spoil yeah, too much true. about him uh, because he's 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 real good. So you get to the top of this, uh, you know, to, to the top of this parish, and uh, if you're going one way, you're going to find the fog door and go to the gargoyle fight. But if you go the other way, you find another Balder knight and uh, somebody who is uh, locked behind a prison door. He is in gold armor, and he sounds kind of like Revolver Ocelot if he was, um, you know, English instead of Russian. Um, That is my own observation. Go back and listen to it, see if you hear it. Um, I don't want to be ridiculed for, 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 for drawing that comparison. Mm. Um, <laughs> Cole had a long night of self-doubt before he brought up that, that comparison because was, ordinarily we just throw comparisons around like nothing and we just assume that you can disagree with it without our permission but Cole was anticipating getting jumped on for that <laughs> prepared like all night long I was pacing I called my I called my pastor who I haven't talked to in 20 years no, um, no. look pastor you gotta play Dark Souls there's a guy named Lawtrek Look, this is going to take a long time to explain. Here are some YouTubes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, if you if you picked up this mystery key in the in, in ladder hell, 
um, you, mm-hmm. you, you, you can unlock him and he, his, his muscles are atrophied, you know? Um, and he's just kind of like, Oh, thank you so much for, uh, re- rescuing me. Uh, you know, I will reward you, but later, um, and, uh, he, he definitely, uh, sounds like a total, uh, a total cock. Long line of NPCs that I was just really tired of these mofos laughing at me. <laughs> it seems like, it seems like four out of every five NPCs you encounter for a good while are just yucking it up at your expense. (laughs) You're like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm actually good at this game yet. Please, please stop rubbing it in my face. And it's always this surreal, dreamlike David Lynch laughter that's like Mm -hmm. not at you in particular. It's just at the cosmos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll return to my work. <laughs> oh, you're no hollow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's nothing creepy about Solaire. No, like he 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 sounds like I want to go. I want Solaire to be Andre of Astora's son, so I can get Solaire to adopt me, and then have <laughs> Solaire be my dad, and Andre of Astora be my grandpa. Um, son dad. The, so when when do we want to talk about Lawtrek? Like when it's, is a good time in the episode to get into like get into him god it's 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 weird because his quest spans a large part of the game right the, the big defining incident though might be as good a time now as any and i know it gets brought up in the appendix yeah. so if people don't aren't prepared for it now they're going to hear it next week right do you want to do you want to tackle law Trek and then do the second part of it you know when that comes up I, yes let us try doing it Okay, <laughs> I love a I love a challenge. I don't exactly know how we can fail at it. Um, so, I so have long- yet to see this side this guy again, so I'm going to be no help. But I'm okay. curious to hear because okay. this this son of son of a bitch. I want to know what his mission is. Okay, so it's kind of a spoiler, but if it hasn't happened yet, it probably you know probably won't for you. So, um, Lawtrek, when you when you unleash him and you he goes back to Firelink and he suspiciously sets up camp right outside of the Firekeeper there, and uh, you know he gives you your uh, another clue that he's a real uh, shitheel other than his you know villain voice <laughs> is that the item he gives you is a sunlight medal, which is an item you get for cooperating with people. Mm-hmm. So it's not or for like being summoned for the certain covenant. And he makes no notice of being in that covenant. You know, maybe you're... you're he, he, he does, though. When, when, when you summon him uh, later on for the, for, for, for the gaper, he, uh, he, he glows orange. Does he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went in and did some research on this. That actually isn't true. Uh, Latrek is a white phantom when you summon him, and his sign is not a gold sign like uh, Solaire's is. I'm going to keep it in here just as a, a gesture of contrition. So uh, ignore this part. Thank you. Huh. He, he, I, is, he, is, a, he is a member of the Warriors of Sunlight. Are you sure? Uh, yep. Okay. I didn't think that was true. Um, okay. So anywho, he gives you one of these things. Not a clue. What is a clue is throughout the game, all of the creepy things he says about your your firekeeper like there's some things where he's like you know i've been watching her and uh you know i've gotten everything i need out of her i have some business that tends to needs to be attended to <laughs> and 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 does his creepy laugh and uh at a certain point if he's left unattended he will kill your firekeeper i definitely experienced that but i had no idea he had any part of it 
Yeah. Like I just came back and it wasn't lit anymore. And I figured that it was a time passing in the game type thing. Where right. I was like, oh, I I remember interacting with this person before, but they were really quiet. I guess maybe they just finally passed away or mm. gave up the gave up yeah. the torch or whatever. But I oh man. I yeah, would have taken him out because that makes that makes that area so so much less convenient. It's yeah. crippling, mm-hmm. like and and it's a long time. So it's like they're kind of event flags. When you say it seems like there was a certain amount of time before it passed, like there are event flags that have to happen before he'll do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a long time before you can rectify that. Did you ever? Did you fix it? Did you ever restore? I that haven't. I haven't figured out how to fix it yet. Yeah. Okay. Like you have to go down there and you have to pick up a very specific item that is left. Um, and then like later on you'll get a, you'll get like a big waving red flag that says, okay, here's where you've resolved this. Right. Right. But, uh, he's, he's an interesting NPC. Yeah. Right. So like he is, uh, so he's, he's Latrek the embraced. He has this, this armor of the embrace and he worships. What is the name of the God that he worships? The goddess who does not appear in this game. Velka. It's not Velka. It's somebody from like a far off land. Well, he's from people at home are screaming. <laughs> he's, he, he's he's from Karim. He's Latrek of Karim, so he's he's definitely uh, um, from from the same area as Creepy Oswald. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I, I forget. Um, I'm going to look that up while you guys talk. Actually, so forgive my typing. Now, sure, if sure. You, if you take him out mm-hmm. at one point, like is that feasible before he would logically carry out the deed? Like, would it yep. prevent him yep. from? All right. Yep, yep. You you can do it a couple of different ways. I mean, you can you know fight him as soon as you let him out of the cage. And a lot of times, I saw you know see a lot of orange warnings like be wary of liar and uh, you know demon ahead and stuff like that. Before, yeah, I saw a couple of those and just figured he was a dick, but I wouldn't figure out why. (laughs) Yeah, every every time someone's a dick to me, like if I go into a subway and the guy's like not nice, and and somebody's like, hey, don't go in and get that subway. This guy's a dickhead. I'm not going to go and stab him in the throat. Like, (laughs) you know, some people can just be jerks. This is eleven inches. Yeah, (laughs) said five dollar footlong. (laughs) Here's my five dollar footlong sword. You sons of bastards. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, it, it, the, 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 there's an upside to killing him early, which it gives you early access to one of the better rings in the game, mm-hmm. uh, the Ring of Favor and Protection, uh, whose item description actually says which goddess he is affiliated with, Fina, uh, mm-hmm. known uh, in legend to possess fateful beauty. Um, and this is kind of, uh, it raises your HP, it raises your stats, and it raises your equipment load, but it breaks if you take it off. If you wait, you actually get this ring plus some other equipment, um, including mm-hmm. his armor, which is pretty good in terms of uh, in terms of medium armor goes, and it's excellent for making a theme character build if you want to really freak people yeah. out. And it looks cool. Yeah. Like, I like the, the way his armor looks. So he's collecting, collecting humanity and Firekeeper souls for her. Yes. That is the best explanation that I have found. I've done a lot of lore diving into this game, and that's one of the more inscrutable parts of this. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's interesting about him and, like, what makes him kind of useful is, like, he doesn't lie ever. No, no, he doesn't. And, and, you know, he he, he will make you pay him for information, but he will give you really accurate appraisals about some of the stuff that's happening in other NPC quest lines before he uh, uh, kills the Firekeeper and goes off into his own world. Um, yeah, but uh, he's great for uh, Petrus. Yeah, Petrus's storyline. Mm-hmm. Like he helps a lot with that. In case if you haven't figured it out, because the clues at that point um, are just his stash and having the cracked red eye orbs. But you can very easily miss that stash. Yeah, you know, and, and you can very easily just not draw the connection between the two of them yep. either. So yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, he, he he's a he's a real interesting fight too. You know, if you, if you choose to go for him, he has um, what's the name of the weapon he's holding, Gary? It's a shotel. A shot, uh, yeah, a shotel or is it a shote? I think it's an I at the end. Nope, it's an L. Okay, as a shotel yeah. then. I apologize yeah. for second guessing you. Um, it's okay. but, uh, but but it bypasses your shield. <laughs> this podcast is spiraling downwards. Oh, You're falling God. apart. <laughs> no, um, no, but uh, but it bypasses your shield, so you really ought to be ready to uh, to, to 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 take care of it because to you dodge, have no way to yeah. guard from him. The the quick way to take care of him is when he's sitting there, just kind of eyeing your. I imagine it being like a like a Looney Tune where he's like looking at the firekeeper and her turning into a giant cut of meat, <laughs> in, in, or like an ice cream cone. Um, when he's when he's doing that to your your firekeeper, if you kick him once, he like stands up, and if you kick him again, he falls off the cliff. Yeah, and, and uh, then, you had to reset the game to get his equipment, but you know, yeah, yeah, worth it to kill the motherfucker. <laughs> Um, unless you want to do the resolution where you get to fight him, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, and the, the first game, you know, I definitely fell victim to his charms and she died in the second uh, time I played. And, you know, every subsequent game, I usually let him kill her because the resolution is super satisfying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So all of that has started by just wanting to be a good dude and letting this person out. You have no reason to doubt him. There are other NPCs who are creepy um, that are really not that harmful, right? Yeah, but yeah, uh, well, with, with with one kind of exception to that, yeah. which uh, Lautrec will warn you about. So, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. he's but he's uh, not a direct threat to your ability to uh, to do uh, your job, though. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like Lautrec, and he is. will escape on his own. Like yes. even if you leave him in there, that's not a way to avoid it. So, okay, I was just going to ask that. Yeah, yeah. like like the, the 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 topic of like what causes him to be released, like it's it's just about up there with uh, how do you revive Eris or Shala or how do you get Missingno <laughs> in uh, in Pokemon? You know, like like this is is it after you collect all three Firekeeper Souls that are accessible? Is it after you uh, ring both bells? There are just a number of inter interleaved requirements and dependencies that most you know most of them, if you don't take care of them, will lead to you having uh an inactive fire link you know sometime right before sentence mm-hmm. yeah um so after after you free law track uh you can go to the the fog gate to fight the boss for this area um it's like it's on the roof looks nice there's no immediate boss which is which is rare like usually as soon as you go through the fog gate you get the the music and everything but uh, all of a sudden gargoyle Yes. Um, and this is an excellent venue for a fight. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're at the highest point um, in the game that you can see. Like, you know, it's visible from Firelink. You can see up to that wall, but you have no idea what like what would be up there. So you're mm-hmm. on top of the world as you know it right now. And uh, you're looking down on basically all creation. And then this the, the, this boss comes down. Um, interesting bit of, uh, of trivia. Or originally, this fight was supposed to be the, uh, the, the, the flame uh, centipede. From later on oh i think i i think i read that somewhere which yeah. if he operated the same way that would be a nightmare yeah for real right up here like he just takes up too much space for that mm-hmm. um and it's also i i don't really like that boss fight like i oh, feel no. like that boss fight doesn't teach you anything and this one does yes which you know? <laughs> which is expect the unexpected because yeah. uh, the, yep, the, yep. The, the first one really manageable right like yeah. you know just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's pretty much a straight up okay get in close get behind him Attack the back, you know, protect your neck, any of those kind of things. And then once you get him down to half health, his buddy comes. Mm -hmm. Who breathes fire and, like, (laughs) makes large portions of the battlefield uninhabitable. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so it's definitely a matter of, you know, okay, so things quickly get uh, uh, compounded or even squared, really, when the, when this new guy comes in. And uh, the, the, the right thing to do would be to just continue whittling away the first one and then go after the second one. Because the second one by himself, not that hard, right? No, I don't know. Yeah. Um, does either, the second either one have hard. less health? I remember. He starts with half health. Because uh-huh. I definitely I just took out the first one and then continued to run around and stay out of range and things like that and take out the second. Yeah. Did, did you end up, you you beat these guys without summoning help? I did and felt pretty pleased with it. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's an accomplishment, man. That's tough. It, it was a couple of tries and I was very paranoid after beating the second one that one of those other gargoyles would come to life at any moment. <laughs> like, I was definitely expecting a Dark Souls moment when I crossed back over that bridge <laughs> for another one to come alive. But thankfully, that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, for real. Yeah, this is this is the first opportunity for NPC co-op, at the very least. This is the first boss fight after you, fight to, after, after you find Solaire. And uh, it's one of the better, uh, one of the more active areas for uh, uh, like sun growing. Yeah, yeah. sun growing, really, really. So you know, and and it's and it's demonstrably like a, like okay, you might want to get some help for this because mm-hmm. uh, when you have two things, it's better. You know, when you're fighting two things, it's better to have two dudes on your side. Yeah. Fighting these guys with Solaire on your side um, because you can summon Lautrec, but it's kind of counterintuitive. You have to go back to Firelink and meet him for yeah. a summon sign to appear. Um, fighting him with Solera makes this boss fight real manageable and, and not too difficult at all. He's got those those lightning spears yeah. that he throws and can just kind of tank forever. Like the the times you summon Solera in this game, he has so many hit points. Yeah. Like uh, during that that the centipede demon, it's like quit fucking standing in lava, dude. <laughs> like, he can just do it for you know forever. Yeah. Like, he's just no problem. Um, I was definitely a victim of one the the poor explaining of how exactly humanity works and having to be unhollow to, to summon. Uh, mm. And also the being confused by the fact that it is a one inventory item for that stone to like lay down to be summoned. Oh yeah. Like I just, it took me a while to really get into the co-op. Now I really appreciate it. And have done a couple bosses that I don't think I would have be, be, uh, been able to beat otherwise. But at this point in the game, I was still very afraid of wasting things. Or the one time I tried to walk around unhollow, I got janked in the parish. So mm-hmm. I, I wasn't excited about trying it again. Yeah. it's um, if, there, if there's one thing that we can do here... Um, in, in terms of helping people, uh, you know, uh, despite all of our inaccuracies, anybody who's new, like helping them understand how humanity and co-op works, that is a good thing. Like yeah. if there's any other takeaway, that's what it needs to be. Yep. 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 Yeah. Which we, I mean, we mostly talked about, I think in episode one. Yes. Like most in, in the basics one, but the, uh, yeah, real necessary. This was one of my first questions to Cole when I got the game was like, what the fuck's this humanity? Um, <laughs> The uh, and getting summoned, like if you can get help, getting invaded even isn't even that big a deal and can be fun, you know. Like uh, it, it. My opinions on the the multiplayer aspect of this game really kind of flipped around as I played it, and now I, I really love it. Um, but much like yourself, I was suspicious of it, and uh, ended up summoning Solaire for this boss fight. But um, you know, was very wary of being human because I, I got ganked constantly. Yeah. You know, otherwise. 
Yep. But yeah. boy, do you feel really good when you fight these guys and beat them. Yeah. The music's great. Yep. Like, if, just to give you a place to cut in the music if you haven't done it yet. Um, yeah, but I like that. That sounds, that sounds real good. Is yeah. this the first boss fight with a cutscene to start it? Yes. I think so. I th- think, because yeah. that was another very cool moment. I've really mm-hmm. appreciated all of the cutscenes so far in this game. I also like it when it actually hedges a boss instead of you just pass through the fog and it's like, oh, now, now I have a sword in my head. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're talking about the next boss fight. Which oh, yeah. Get to oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the game is using that, I feel like. like. This one starts off so slow and on your own terms, and I, I think that's purposely juxtaposed with the next one, Yeah, which is the exact opposite. The cutscenes uh, are so understated in this that I forget that they're here until I replay through and make a note of them. Like I didn't play this game with a notebook in my in my in my lap the first time, you know. But now that I am, I'm just kind of like I'm really appreciating them. Yeah, they're pretty, and it has you in like high res wearing your armor. So it's like, oh, that's that's me. I'm part of the action. <laughs> yes, it's mm-hmm. not like some you know stock thing. It's actually kind of individualized. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So mechanically, other than the fact that there's two of them, there's not too much to this boss fight. Right. You know, like they can fly, which is kind of, you know, that doesn't come up that often, but they're just kind of doing overhead attacks that you can also block for the most part. The two of them is the big takeaway. And, you know, either getting through them through uh, stubborn determination or summoning help. Um, this is your first major goal of the game is to, to ring that bell up top. And uh, we didn't talk about this, but throughout this whole yeah. area, <laughs> you can hear, well, there's two audio clues. Like you have the one in the note, which is real neat, is that uh, you, when other players in other worlds ring the bell, you hear it in your world. Mm-hmm. The other thing I, and I neglected. That. That's super cool. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Isn't that <laughs> I cool? love incidental co-op stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, something and I, we didn't bring it up at the time, but I love when you are in the very beginning of this area, how those sounds from that dragon soak that whole entire area. Yep. Like the fact that he dived down unexpectedly when I first saw him, mm-hmm. I kept expecting him to attack me <laughs> in the parish <laughs> because he's growling and, and flapping his wings and stuff the entire time. Um, both are really, really neat. In particular places, uh, you can see his shadow too, which is really unnerving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought that he was going to be harassing me for however long until I would eventually have to fight him. Yeah. But the fact that he just kind of stays there and also lets you farm souls on the bridge is kind of <laughs> nice. Yeah. He just wants to help. The other cool uh, sound cue is um, if you if if you're running by and uh, you you're not quite sure where to go, you can hear uh, you can hear Andre. You hear the ting, yeah. ting, yep. ting, which is, uh, you know, you know it, it could be a bad thing if you don't know what he is. But uh, but I, I definitely remember taking comfort in that and thinking, okay, that is somebody doing something. I'm going to go there. You can yeah. hear crystal lizards, too. Like, it, it yeah. pays to keep your ears open. Yeah. Like, in, in the game. Um, so after you, after you ring the bell, um, you know, you go downstairs and you run into one of the lesser developed NPCs of the game. Yeah. Like Oswald, like he's he's way more mechanical than he is lore. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, who is standing, you know, super creepy. He's real creepy looking. <laughs> also laughs at you. <laughs> also, also laughs at you. Um, yeah. Like lore wise, I mean, he's from Kareem. He's a priest of Velka, um, who is that uh, the you know the goddess of justice. Who there's some lore stuff with her later, but mechanically, he's mostly there, like in case you fucked up. Yeah. Like if you decided to stab uh, Andre and had the forethought to run away rather than just finish him off you can go get forgiven here for an exorbitant price 
Yeah, and, and and that price depends on your soul level. So fucking up early is definitely less uh, severe than fucking up later. Right, right. Yeah. He also teaches you the well, what is it gesture? Yeah, which isn't isn't my favorite. It's like the most dickheadish one. Like I like the shrug a whole lot, mm-hmm. but the the well, what is it is, is pretty funny. Um, and I I definitely I don't know if you guys do this and it's dorky nobody can see it, but I do gesture stuff when I'm playing solo. So like when I beat bosses, I either jump up in the air or I do well, what is it? Or if it's like super, like if it's, you know, someone real easy, like I do the shrug, um, <laughs> you know, and then my other like boss ritual is everybody who said I did it. I always upgrade those yeah, because I was there one time too. And it's just like, good on you. I did it too. <laughs> it's kind of encouraging too, that you can read those even before you defeat the boss. Yeah. Yep, yep. You'll be running through and you're like, okay, other people, this is something that's possible. Like this isn't, this isn't a wall. This is a challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I, I wasn't as thorough, like repeatedly talking to NPCs towards the start of the game as I should have been. I am now, but I, I really had no idea what the whole bell thing was all about. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of doing like, okay, push through an area until something breaks and you can go on to the next one mm-hmm. or come to a roadblock and change your direction. And it had led me up to the roof. And I was like, oh, this is a boss that I can actually beat. All right, cool. So I was like, oh, man, going up to this bell, something big's <laughs> going to happen. Oh, there's this bell. I can ring it. All right, cut scene. The bell's ringing. I can see the entire kingdom. That was it. I was like, okay. All right. I was yeah. like, uh... Go to the go to Grandpa Smith's a lot. I don't know. <laughs> Halfway done, and that was why I was like, "Oh, I should probably spend all of my souls on this really expensive thing and open this door to to pain and suffering." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really really hard to know where to go after this. Yeah, I, I went to to Dark Root after this. Like, we're not discussing it in this episode of the game, but that's I spent you know did most of what I could do there. Um, I didn't beat uh, Sif, but I explored it other than that yeah um i might have even beaten the hydra before before i did capra like the uh i did not know to go to the lower berg forever well it's it Um, it's it's a locked door like way back in the mist and that dragon bridge might as well be like a just like an ocean yeah totally (laughs) totally. it's not like a big you know sense fortress-esque gate either it's just an unassuming wooden door yeah yeah that leads to like you know three uh you know or at least one, but also a, a back way to another third major area of the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely very poorly explained. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna be dipping in, in in and out of Dark Root uh, for for a good long while. Um, yeah, throughout most of the game, honestly. Um, yeah. yeah, I ran in there and got to the uh, the door that you used the item to open. But something about Darkroot, so many paths are hidden in clear sight for me. I never once went to the right mm. and figured out that there was a path that went downwards to, like, manageable type stuff. Yeah. Like, for the longest time, I just kept trying to power through that area. And oh, I actually yeah. made it to one of the bosses and was just like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, Like, I'm, I cannot fight any of these things. I just keep running past them. It's becoming readily apparent that I shouldn't be here. As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. For you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. 
To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat for your free audiobook. So once you figure out where to go, you find your way into another part of the Undead Berg. It's back, baby. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, uh, in, in in case you're curious, it is the door, you know, uh, right after Solaire, but right before the, uh, the Hellkite dragon and you go down, uh, uh, is it stairs or is it a ladder? There's a bunch of ways in and out. Both. Yeah. It's Uh, it's a stairs down to a ladder. Yeah. I have a fun story about this. Uh, one completely forgot that I picked up a lower Berg key. Had no idea that was in my inventory. Two, only knew that I was supposed to be going to a lower berg because of the um, the lineup of places for this show. Yeah. <laughs> when, it was, when it was announced way back, I was like, okay, after the parish is a lower berg, how do I get down to the bottom of the berg? So that was actually when I went and fought the, uh, the Black Knight uh, oh, yeah. in Berg, thinking that was the way to go. It wasn't. Um, eventually... I found this door and I think I had gone to some, I was at, I had recently kindled at a bonfire that was way out of the way because I was exploring and couldn't just, you know, run around on the bridge because of the Drake. But I found this door, opened it, unlocked it, was so excited. I ran forward completely missed the ladder when I tried to press X on it. Oh, no. Fell all the way down to my death. Had to make it all the way back. Oh. It's like, ah, oh, Dark Souls. But you knew where to go. I knew where to go. <laughs> but it was just like, hey, you figured out what to do. Uh, splat. Let's hurt you. <laughs> the, uh, when you say you, you forgot that you had the lower bird key, like you get it with no ceremony at all. Right. Yeah. Right, like, like being the next major quest item you need. It's it's like not even on the critical path either. Like it's behind that gate that closed, and you would yeah. have to think that that is a place that's connected to where you were, you, you, you know. But really, you, you just have to hope. And it's not even labeled a, lo- a lower bird key. I just picked it up. It's the basement key. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> There's a basement in the building you're right next to. It's yeah. not a basement. Like the small, the, the like the shitty part of town is not known as the town's basement. I also thought that I was like missing some secret doorway in the uh, the Smith area or something. That there was like some basement that connected over there. I think in the area with the demon, there's like some kind of little ledge or aqueduct or something that I kept trying to jump up to, but I don't think is an actual path in the game. Mm. Okay, so this is where I, re- I really wish that I like was more attentive at reading item descriptions, at least as far as keys go. I'm all about reading like weapons and stuff. This is the, des- the, uh, the description for the basement key. Opens the narrow passage leading below uh, at the far face of the Great Bridge in the Undead Berg. The lower oh. Undead Berg is a treacherous place. Do not turn your back on the wily thieves or the wild dogs who serve the Capper Demon. So, That's like- amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we even knew. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, like that's everything. Guide in the key descriptions. We don't even have to like do the rest of this episode. That's it. That's everything. <laughs> yeah, just pick up the key. <laughs> Download the key from duckfeed.key. and then and then follow along there. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. Man, yeah, I, I wish I had read that as well. What a <laughs> numb-dumb I am. Ba- bad on us. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I actually like this area, though. Like, one of the things I like about it, um, you know, bad on, that was the segue, segue, it was bad on us, good on the area, yeah. is that uh, I like how short it is. And yeah. this is one of the first times in the game where they're really varying that up. Yeah. You know? Like there's there's going to be areas that are huge and sprawling, like the parish, and then there are going to be these little nuggets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really surprised when I found out how short this is. Like this is like two city blocks. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it. I kept thinking there was going to be more to explore. I actually thought the depths were part of this same area, mm-hmm. so I just I did those right after this. Yeah, it, and and it's weird because uh, it's, it's kind of like the Valley of, of the Drakes in that it connects to a lot of different places for how small it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that was the thing I wanted to say, and I said it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, One of the the first – when you first get here and you're attacked by those dogs, like those dogs are real sons of bitches. Yeah. Like I think those guys are are really fucking tough, and they're fast and really aggressive. Mm -hmm. And do a good uh, job of jumping away from a lot of your swings too. Yeah, and and to your point about uh, having a weapon with a a narrow arc – Fighting them on those stairs when you first go down, like you are very likely to have your weapon clang on the wall, yeah, and uh, and unsuccessfully attack them. So, but I'm and maybe just putting this together now, like that is training for something that's going to happen very shortly. Oh yeah, you know, as far as uh, you know, managing these things, like it's really important that they they appear twice on the way because it's really important that you learn how to deal with them. For real, yeah, God, and you don't see them again after this at all. There's some in the depths, in the kitchen of the depths, which is one of the yeah. weirdest things. Like, you know, our sewer kitchen, um, they're in the sewer kitchen. Yeah. So I figured they were around there because of like scraps of meat or whatever. And then later on, I don't know if it's the same like character model or enemy model, I guess. Um, the little red things that are very similar to the dogs, but sometimes breathe fire. Are those dogs oh, and, and, little and, dragons? Yeah, they're dogs as well. There's lots of other dogs. Cool. They're also uh, in the DLC. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm wrong. Dog loadable content. <laughs> dog loadable content. <laughs> dog souls. I said it once. Um, <laughs> say it again. Bark souls. Prepare to lie down. Edition. <laughs> oh man, check the appendix for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's um. Yeah, those dogs are real sons of bitches, but uh, I, I would venture to say not as big of a sons of bitches as the uh, as, as the thieves. I, yeah. the thieves. The thieves are awesome. Like these ambushes. Yeah, when they come out, like one of the cool things is like the, you know the first time. So you're getting ambushed, which I really like. Um, again, any sign that the enemies are preparing for you and, and are intelligent, I like. Yeah. The other thing is, once you know the ambush is coming, you can straight up stab these fools through the door before their ambush gets sprung, <laughs> yeah. which is really cool. Like the doors had to be shut, and that's a permanent state. So once they open, they stay open. Right. But if you go down here the first time, you can get through and just uh, kill two of the guys, and all the other doors just spring open like it's a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they're just uh, they're on pneumatics, and uh, you only have to fight one of them. And fighting one of them is is not tough because the big thing with these guys is like. They can parry you. They can backstab you. They flank you. Like when you're engaging in melee, other ones will throw poison knives at you. Yeah. Um, or maybe they're not poison knives. They might just be regular knives. But the uh, like the tactics and stuff that they're using are it's real crazy. Like mm-hmm. this is a really you know kind of sophisticated set of fights. Yeah. With these guys. 
I love their backstab animation because they like climb onto your back. They they they, they ride you like a backpack, and then they they slit your throat. They're like backpackulas in that way. <laughs> so. They're like Scott backpackulas in that way. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was about to say something that would easily be easily be dis- disproved by later areas, but uh, the fact that you come down here and there are torches lit, like this is an area that like th- th- that's a sign that says this is inhabited, right? So when you just see the dogs. Like that should be a heads up that like okay there's something more going on here. Hmm. Yeah, that, I I would I would buy that. Yeah, um, that could be a thing. But like Blight Town disproves that because there are torches there and everything. So I don't I don't quite know. There are people who live in Blight Town. That's true. To- poor poor people. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> the dregs. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's it, it's it's hard it's hard to forget. Ninety nine percent. It's it's hard to remember that like the, the these undead people they're they're not hollow yet they still have some kind of like semblance of uh of intelligence left to them like right uh, like right. it's it's only the hot dog people that you find the uh the, the dredglings or whatever that are like truly just so far gone that they don't have any kind of like social function this is all right. like speculation on my part so it could be like baseless but uh that would explain some of it i think yeah there's probably it's probably a spectrum like they're yeah. aggressive and insane but yeah. not totally, you know, because you run into hollows like who are just you'll weep against the wall yeah. rather than doing yeah. anything. Like they, they're like, fun, you know, they're non-functional at yeah. that point. Like ho- hollows who went hollow because they lost hope versus hollows who went hollow because they just learned to love to kill. Right? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. And, um, if you are this, a, though, doesn't love to kill. I mean, yeah. seriously, we have to suppress those urges. I got my license last year. Um, <laughs> The the if you're a sorcerer, this is a really great kind of watershed moment because you can unlock the the one of two sorcery trainers. Yes, for it, uh, Griggs. Um, it's kind of a weird unlocking him is weird though because you have to like kind of check closed doors to see if there's. He's kind of shouting from behind it, and you have to have the uh, the undead bird key, your master key, which will open every other undead bird key. Will not open this up. This is a wonderful little a little lore uh, kind of, kind of thing too because. Uh, um you know, going from last week's discussion about the parallel worlds and parallel lives that are happening here, like mm-hmm. you, 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 you free him, but uh, you find the sorcerer set and the catalyst on a corpse in there, leading you to believe that he died in his own world, like he just like done starved to death. Mm. Yeah. Or well, I mean, not necessarily like I don't know, like that Griggs died. Yeah, Griggs like, in his like, world. Yeah, Gr- Griggs is the sorcerer that you would have started as. I see. I was taking. That's weird because I. I mean, maybe that, that could potentially to be true. But Griggs has uh, like a backstory that's totally separate from your backstory. He does, yeah, and has motivation and stuff. So I don't think Griggs is a one of the potential PCs. I think that would be if you were a sorcerer. The sorcerer died trying to get to Griggs, hmm. and that is why that that sets there. Equally true. Somebody died there that wasn't there before. Yeah, like I don't. I don't think any of the other characters in the game would be like your version of you. You know, if you you had made it there. Like, yeah. or at least not the ones with, with backstory. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, I had a question. I don't know if it's in this room that there's one or if they're just in the surrounding areas to this part of the game. But what's the deal with, like, corpses and barrels? What is going on with that? Like, <laughs> there, There's an urban there, legend about that. Because uh, there, there are a bunch of them. <laughs> there are a bunch of them in barrels, and they usually have items as well. 
or humanity or something. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of think it is the game playing the long con and trying to get you to accidentally stab Laurentius. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm totally not kidding. Like, I think that is what, what it is. Like, that's other than the fact that they kind of want to hide the treasure and make you explore. Yeah. Like, it's definitely intentional that there's one guy who, from a distance, has the same color scheme as a corpse <laughs> um, who you should definitely not stab and who waits like a moment before he talks. Right. So, like, I think that's really mechanically what it is. Lore-wise, I don't know. Yeah. Um, they're pickling them and preserving them <laughs> in, in rum. There there are cannibals. Yeah. Mm. Yep, yep. But, yeah, you, you, you free Griggs, and you find out more about him later. He's he's really uh, kind of intertwined with uh, uh, Big Hat Logan. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's from Vinheim. And uh, I, I've, I've heard tell, I've, I've, I've read lore that he is... Uh, word to, on the street is the word, word on the street is that Griggs is sent from Vinheim to spy on all the goings on in Lordran to find out. No, champ, like, champ, what do you think of all this magic and all this multiple worlds theory? Shine the shoes, shine the shoes. There's a goat demon down in the lower bar. You better watch out. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but no, I just uh, all of the uh, I, I've read that uh, anybody from Vinheim is uh, is a spy. At, the, at this yeah. point, mostly because of the kind of magic that they use, and all of their all of their item descriptions allude to that. So uh, uh, right. there, there's some kind of ulterior motive that he has, but uh, outwardly he's just there to, uh, to to protect Logan from himself. He's one of the the blander NPCs. Like he does not have very much in the way of of a backstory, right? Um, you know, and it's not heartbreaking when you find it out. You know, which is is kind of true of the sorcery path in general. Like I don't have that much sympathy for Big Big Hat Logan. You know, like, we'll talk about him eventually. So I like his story too, but he's not like he's not a tragic character like no. almost every other NPC you run into is. Right. Um, yeah, and that's where that's where you know, you just kind of go through two landings with these thieves that are very similar, yeah. um, and then you're you're um, kind of probably like one of the, if not the first, like serious sticking point in the game. Like I bet you a lot of people give up. Yeah. At Capra. God. Um, I think I. I hate this boss fight. It's so like, terrible. I, it's it's the worst. It's one of the ones I was complaining about Facebook when we were going through it. It's one of the few in the game where I think it is mechanically unsound. Like, it's mm-hmm. not just hard. It's I understand what it's going for. So, like, in the exact uh, – and I didn't put this connection together, but I think it is set up to contrast with that gargoyle boss fight where you yeah. are given time to think and survey the battlefield. But this puts you in an incredibly cramped battlefield with your visibility shielded by leaves and such. And getting assaulted by just kind of a sensory overload, like a huge demon, blasting music, dogs, before you can take in your surroundings and figure out what to do, um, which is a cheap shot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that doesn't feel that doesn't feel fair. Like this could have easily been like, what if you approach this area from above? Like this was a uh, like the the basement of a building, and the building had been torn down, mm-hmm. and you just looked down and could see what was there and plan your attack. Right, like it would have made it wouldn't have made the boss fight trivial. It just would have made it feel more fair rather than having that kind of rush. You know, there's a lot to be said, and I, and, I, and I think that it's more of a damnation by faint praise. The best thing about this boss fight is, if you die, you're going to die so quickly that your blood stain will be outside of the boss arena. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not always, and yeah. but uh, it can definitely happen happen the other way. It's also something where, like, once you figure it out, like, so the the trick to this boss fight is the boss fight is against the dogs. Yeah, like once you can kill the dogs, Capra is not a big deal, and you can. There's a way built into the level to kind of cheese him. If you just want to one on one him, if you manage your stamina well enough, you can do that. Um, the dogs are the the threat. Um, you know, and there's some tricks around that. Like, if you come in here, it's very difficult to get it. 
uh, before this, but if you go back, so if you free Griggs, you can <laughs> kill him and get the slumbering dragon crest ring from him. And if you go in here with that on, you don't make any noise and the dogs don't aggro, um, giving mm. you like a bunch of time and, and making it a lot easier to get past them and get to the stairs. Yeah. But uh, I died a thousand fucking times on this guy. Yeah. Like just getting caught up on dogs, mm-hmm. you know? My game plan with this, I don't know if it was the right way to do it or not, is I would try and take out the dogs as quickly as possible. And then I would general, and I would generally do that by running to the right, because if I got lucky, there would be a pillar or something that would make his first attack or so a little bit harder to hit me. And then I would just alternate running up the stairs and trying to hit him a couple times, and then running to the opposite side of the room and just giving him the runaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's essentially what you can do. You can also run up the stairs and go to the right, um, the little top of the doorway, and just block. And eventually he will fall off, and you can kind of do a jump stab. Um, I didn't really. Yeah, the the first like several bosses in this game are very jump stab. Yeah. Heavy. Um, you can do that, but just getting past the dogs is is you know so getting to those stairs is usually essential for that because the nice thing about Capra at the very least is those dogs. We discussed them before. They're really fast and really aggressive. If you can get somewhere, the dogs will get to you before Capra does. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. no, I insist. Oh, go, just, go no. ahead. No, I was, I was going to say that, like the the, the 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 most rewarding thing is like a, a, any time after the first time you beat him, you 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 will you will know what to do. You know, just like with most other things. But when I was going back through my soul level one run, I beat him first first go. Yeah, I beat him first go a couple of times. My my friend Derek, who is a fucking weirdo savant of this game, who like certain <laughs> things that are impossible for me are really easy for him, and vice versa. First tried him, and I was like, "How'd you? You know, how'd you?" He's just like, "I just rolled around a lot." And he's fat rolling, like he's committing to fat rolling for the game. So I have no idea how that worked. Yeah, like just this chubby monster, just kind of like, you know, around like the fastest enemies in the game. Like, I don't, I don't know how he did it. I would love to have seen video of it. He's, uh, but, he's Sigmire, right? Yeah, Just yeah. He's, he, I was trying to get him to use Sigmire's armor if he was going to keep with that role, but he won't do it. Oh, too bad. Um, yeah. Um, there, there, there's a super cheesy way to, uh, to, to, to fight Capra, actually, without even going into the, into the boss arena. If you break sequence and use the master key to go to Blight Town, you can uh, collect some dung pies. I believe you can maybe buy them from the, uh, from the female undead merchant if you go through You can, the, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. You can actually huck those over the wall. And uh, poison everybody inside of there. I had uh, no idea died. about that. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> great. That's- I had no idea what those dung piles even did. I just usually um, feed them for souls later on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this is one of those garbage items. Crampy <laughs> shit. Um, the, the- That's why his breast stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, there you go. Like, there'd be a nice scene if you could apologize for feeding him all those dung piles, and that's. The uh, but that's crazy. I had no idea about that. That's awesome. It's a thing. This huh. was also um, one of a couple moments that I've had in this game, where I have encountered an enemy that I saw before I started playing the game, or even really knew about the game, or had any interest in playing the game. Which was that I saw them in fan art form first. Yeah, because yeah. I followed the. Um, the post your favorite awful or crazy awesome fan art thread on something awful. (laughs) And 
I saw all of these adorable little chibi pictures of like, oh, some guy <laughs> with a like a dead cow head and you know a little body and two big swords and just consistently there'd be really adorable pictures and I came up against him and I was like, oh, he's actually kind of terrifying and pretty difficult. <laughs> but like, um. Uh, Smog and Ormstein or whatever their names are. I saw them through one of those threads first. And I think it's pretty... The fan art that comes out of such a dark and difficult game, I really appreciate how it's usually either pretty adorable or just really friendly and goofy. Yeah. Like, I have seen a lot of Sun Bro, Sunny D um, (laughs) pouring them down your gullet type fan (laughs) arts for this. I'm just really happy I haven't seen Capra Demon's dick. But in the world of fan, fan art, like that doesn't happen, right? And I've never seen anything's dick in Dark Souls. Like as far as I know, they're all like neutered cats where their genitals are just, you know, fluffy patches where urine just magically appears without having any conveyance. You know, and that that's how I want my genitals in my video games and my pets. Just yeah. uh, get, get rid of that whole, I'm that really whole messy glad business. Some, those crows later on aren't anatomically correct that'd be off <laughs> flying all around jumping on your head Ugh. yeah yeah doing like a wrestling move kind of <laughs> the cl- slams on the your neck back the closest that you get is is a uh, quillog uh with, with with her bar with her barbie boobs oh, oh, yeah. later on but yeah, uh, but, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably because they're tiny penises and they, they wanted to they didn't want to show it because it was so horrific <laughs> chaos the power of chaos <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, what 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 hath the witch of Isolith wrought? Um, yeah, why, why didn't I take the blue covenant? <laughs> <laughs> anytime, anytime somebody who calls themselves a fan picks up a pencil, it's a race to dicks. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. T- T- Tyler, you, you sent us a wonderful fan image in the in the lead up to the show here. Oh of, yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that was great. I found that just in in prepping some. <laughs> a, uh, I'll describe it. It's it's a line art drawing of the Capra Demon, um, and it says "fuck the police," and he's standing next to a sign that says "please do not occupy narrow spaces." <laughs> <laughs> I'll post that in the show notes. That, that's great. <laughs> his his weapon, the 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 great the, the the demon great machete, is one of the better two handed uh, swords in the game. Yeah, yeah. You have a really small chance of getting it here, yeah. um, but you have a you know greater chance at, at you know. Another time, there's another opportunity to pick it up. Yeah, but uh, you you luck out. It's similar to the Boar's Helm, yeah. in that way. Yeah, but yeah, that's just about the the Berg. I mean, you unlock the depths, which we'll be talking about shortly, and then um, you also unlock a merchant who is, has no lower significance. Um, that sells some useful items. She's but. soups creepy. She hits on you. Oh, she laughs at you. Yeah, yeah she, <laughs> she she does laugh at you. She's she's the NPC who laughs at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. In case you were confused. <laughs> Do we have any other final thoughts on Capra other than that, like, he's questionable design, he's a real son of a bitch? Um, just that that uh, the path down to the depths and to the shortcut, um, just to the right of the entrance to the, uh, the Capra Demon, was another one of those hidden in plain sight moments for mm. me. Yeah. Like, down, and yeah. I was somewhat comforted by the fact that when I Googled like where am I, how in the world am I supposed to get to the depths? Where am I supposed to go from here? There were a lot of other people who hadn't seen those steps. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Cool. So what, what are we talking about next episode? Cool. Well, we will be talking about, uh, the dark root garden and the 
depths. Now, in the Darker Garden, if you uh, go and find a sealed door and also a crazy butterfly, you have mm-hmm. uh, gone the right way. Um, if you find a crazy hydra or a wolf with a sword, uh, you've gone too far. Uh, it's a weird kind of area. Um, for the depths, uh, you're going to go from the crazy sewer kitchen up through... Uh, um, some kind of weird dragon. If you find an area with poison and awful platforming, you have gone too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. um, and uh, our, our, our guest next week, um, and, unless something terrible happens, is going to be Russ Frushstick from the uh, from from the Besties podcast and Polygon. So, big fan, super. big fan of the show, Russ. <laughs> if you're listening, I just I love your work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Super psyched about that. That'll probably be a shorter episode since we're just doing doing the depths. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So if you uh, if you have thoughts about the depths, um, stories and stuff, please hit us up through the usual channels, um, which would include the Facebook page, uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Um, yeah. So if you have any stories about uh, about the depths, please get in touch with us through uh, our usual contact methods, duckfeed.tv forward slash contact uh, through the Facebook group. Also, if uh, so, we make a lot of bold claims about lore and mechanics, and uh, we you know we have a good knowledge of this game, but we are continuously being proven that we do not have the best knowledge of it. So if you have corrections for us, please send us to them through those methods as well. And we're going to be having a section during the appendix episode where we read it uh, called The Tiny Beings Arata where we, uh, we talk about all the ways that we got things wrong. So look forward to that next week. And if you, we got anything wrong during the parish and the lower end of Berg, which I'm sure we did, uh, please let us know and we'll read those comments then. Yes. Uh, any publication is only as good as this retraction column, right? Yeah, and our retraction column is long. <laughs> so so we, we fucked up a lot of things in the first two episodes. <laughs> if, so. if I made any mistakes, just assume that I'm dumb. And don't know nothing. <laughs> Pretty well, accurate. I, I just assumed you were running some kind of like psyops mis- misinformation campaign. You're here to sabotage <laughs> yeah. us. I'm one of them spies. <laughs> you can't, you can't see me, but I'm wearing a very large hat. Um, <laughs> so, so by way of admin stuff, I know we did this a little bit at the beginning, but uh, where can the people of the internet find you, Tyler? Oh, yeah. Um, so I have my own podcast. It's Ninjas Versus Podcast. That's just VS period podcast. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Facebook. You can find it on Twitter. Um, come and listen to the show. Interact with us some. It's a lot of fun. It's not video game themed. It's more just kind of argument, debate, comedy, improv type thing. So uh, if you like having fun and like hearing people talk about whether they would put their grandma inside of a snow globe full of peanut butter and shake her up or hit their firstborn son with a golf club but get a f- hole in one um then maybe they'll like my show uh, but um almost more than anything uh more than subscribing or rating or any of that junk on itunes if you have any good questions I know a lot of people have fun would-you-rathers and fun verses that they like to use for, you know, driving conversation or dinner conversation or times out with friends. Uh, send it to Ninjas Versus Podcast, that's VS No Period, at gmail.com, and we will argue it on the show. We are always looking for new questions, and all of the questions that we do are uh, listener-submitted. Okay. So, Oh, and if you like me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Cool Guy Crumrun on the Tweetos. I usually tweet about... 
music, theater, and really bizarre retweets. Here, here's my question. Capper Demon for Eternity or Pounding a Nail Through Your Dick? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's a pretty tough one. <laughs> Clearly the nail through your dick. Like, Have you ever seen Kinsey? Like, people, people do that on purpose, man. And Eternity is a long time. <laughs> I've been playing this game long enough now that I, I don't have one. I made poor covenant choices. <laughs> it just gets... Oh, so, you, so you joined Gwen's Dick Rippers, did you? <laughs> like the, <laughs> you found that secret. You just have to grip uh, it and rip it. Should have picked Dick, Dick and Rip it. Dick and Rip it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I thought it was Rippers. Uh. <laughs> so uh, let's, let, 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 let's wrap up our own admin stuff here, I guess. So if you would like to support the show and to join in on the conversation, we are uh, facebook.com slash, uh, slash bonfireside chat. Uh, you can look us up on iTunes. We are still uh, rip roaring through the new and noteworthy. And uh, we're, we're getting a couple of uh, ratings and reviews all the time uh, that can be helped out by your continued support. Every rating or review that we get uh, helps more people see our show. Uh, we are incredibly successful with this so far. And uh, if you like us, stick around and maybe tell a friend. Uh, this, yep. this show, just like uh, Dark Souls itself, lives on uh, uh, evangelization. Yep. And the, uh, uh, so, you know, please, please tell your friends about that. If you would like to help us out in a concrete way, um, you can go to duckfeed.tv forward slash tip jar, uh, make a donation, do something like that. And uh, you'd not only be helping this show, but you'd be helping Segway, Segway, Segway. The other shows on the network, um, <laughs> including uh, Cole and I's other show, Watch Out for Fireballs, which is a retro video games uh, book club style podcast. <laughs> um, there is also uh, Cole does a show called Those Damn Ross Kids, which is a comedy show he does with his brother. Um, a show called The Level. I would recommend if you like this podcast, starting with the episode of The Level that features either me or Tyler. Yeah, yeah we have both good on ones. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's safe waters. Um, you've already been there. Um, but there's a, a very good like kind of news roundtable discussion of video games. The best uh, games. description I heard of it was somebody in the iTunes reviews called it like an audio video game magazine, which oh. is very close to what it is. It's just kind of like, here's the recent games that are out right now here's the recent news here's some like letters from the fans it's 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 a nice experience i appreciate mm-hmm. that that's great yeah agreed and uh if you like gary he does uh several great shows he does the uh the pitch with his friend brayton cameron uh which is where he uh and his friend brayton come up with products that uh quite frankly will help the entire world honestly mm-hmm. um yep. we, we got a uh Coming up, I think that we have the uh, dry thigh, uh, dry thigh waterproof pocket system. Mm-hmm. I think is the name, which is for if you are tired of putting coffee in your pockets and getting it everywhere. <laughs> um, and then coming up, we have uh, such things as something called the pleasure throat, which I won't tell you what <laughs> that is. Um, um, and then the uh, you know the the uh, the Butterfield family friendly neighborhood horse course home for wayward horses. <laughs> It's all about innovation. Yeah. So 
Yep, and it is. Uh, we are we are captains of industry. It's it's about innovation and, and quite frankly, solutions. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, blue, sky, blue sky engineering. Yeah. <laughs> blue sky <laughs> solutioneering. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. So um, check that out. It is a wonderful show. Uh, listen from the beginning because there is a mythos that is developed. Um, I don't want to draw attention to specific instances, but it's there, and it is wonderful. Also, Gary uh, does a, a show called Dead Idea Valhalla, which is currently in reruns, but uh, it's no less entertaining the second time around. Uh, wonderful uh, comedy skits and music and uh, characters and things like that, and it is a wonderful listen. So yeah. we are ch- chock full of content on this network. Yeah, and new new stuff will be coming for that at some point um, as well. I also want to throw in a plug. I'm, I'm plugging this as much as, as I can because I want some more people to get on it. Um, two things. So the pitch has a Twitter as well, so at um, PitchPod. And then uh, the YouTube channel for Watch Out for Fireballs, I'm doing Let's Plays. So in the interest of not having the admin go on too long, we just want to say thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are uh, playing through this on the first time, uh, don't get discouraged by the Capra Demon. There is much worse stuff ahead, so you haven't even seen the worst of it yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. Um, but yeah, in, until next time, uh, signing out. Uh, my name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Tyler Cromrine. And, and praise the sun. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. We all pray that we will have far more soon. The the guests are so so much gusto with our stupid catchphrase. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love anything that is repeated until it is no longer funny and then is fun. <laughs> yeah. That's the entire premise of my podcast. It just oscillates back and forth. It's like a sine wave. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's uh, you know, <laughs> no seriously, dude. And then wait, seriously, dude. And then seriously, <laughs> dude. <laughs>